Welcome to episode eight of the Estate Agents podcast and lovely to welcome back Luke. Hello, Stephen. And Eddie. Hi, Stephen. And to our guest, Matt Nicholl. So, Matt, welcome. Good morning, all. Um, tell us how your week was and then if you'd be so kind enough just to tell us all about you and then we'll fire you, fire you a few questions if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, my week was very good. Uh, last week we had quarterly awards so it's a good time to celebrate some of the uh, performances, quarter threes out the way. So kind of uh, celebrating some of the successes, looking back at the numbers versus the previous year and then uh, prepping for a very, very strong quarter four. Um, in terms of who I am, what I do, um, I'm Matt Nicol, I own Nicol & Co estate agents based in Droitch and Worcester, so we cover the Worcestershire area, trading for nine years, we were trading for nine years, 1st of October, um, learnt my trade for a very good independent, started off as a junior neg, worked there for five years up to a branch manager status, and then felt just kind of post-recession or probably just at the end of it, um, that I was in a position where I'd like to go and do it on my own, so uh, nine years later, we now own two branches, um, we have uh, four companies, which is made up of Nickel & Co estate agents, Nickel & Co lettings, Nickel & Co land and new homes, and then in-house design and marketing. Um, yeah, it's busy. Fantastic. What I want to do is go back to nine years ago. Um, what made you decide to um, start Nickel & Co? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that um, fearful and especially the time you started as well must have been um, quite scary what was going on with the market yeah to open in October 2009 obviously you need to be thinking about it at the kind of the the months leading up to it because we need to sort out premises and bits and pieces so um, as I said I kind of joined in as a junior negotiator um, around 2004 um, which I, I guess is similar to what an apprentice is now I felt it was good for me because it kind of meant that I learned the trade from the from the bottom up um, kind of pot washer to head chef. So um, worked for a great company. They gave me great opportunities. And I went from junior to sales neg, then to valuer, so a senior neg, then assistant sales manager or branch manager, and then branch manager. Um, the opportunity I saw was there because the market seemed to be coming back on. I'd actually made a had a conversation with my area manager and the director just before the recession kicked in in 2007, actually, that um, were almost at the top of the market. I was thinking of going on my own. And at that point, they'd actually said, You'd be foolish to um, to go and make the jump now. You're better off sticking with us. You'll obviously have an income. You'll have a, a roof over your head, so to speak, in terms of a branch that you're working out of. Um, probably some great advice, actually. But um, when the day came and I um, I said to them I was off, they did pat me on the back and wish me well. Um, they realised they'd had their uh, their lump of flesh. So it was the right thing to do. I guess 2009, it was a different market. It was um, a good time to start off small. Just me popping a sign up on the door, um, leaving to go and do valuations, leaving to go and do viewings. I had a premises, I've always had a premises, I didn't start from my garage, um, like a lot of the big companies have done, um, but uh, I was I just on a kind of a back street almost, so I had a place where people could come in to see me, but really the focus was just delivering a great service for your clients, and when you're on your own, you're nimble, you can work, you know, 13 hour days, your wife allows it, um, as you get to this size, it's important that the staff do it without having to work the 13 hours a day. Lovely, Andy, um, you've got a question for Matt. Yeah, Matt, um, you're somebody whom I hold in in high regard, and I've watched and followed your journey um, intensely, uh, intently. Sorry, um, um, one of the things that I'd like to ask from from then until now, um, I always admire your social media posts. I think you put one out the other night and it was uh, half six, quarter to seven. And uh, I think there were four or five members of your team still in the office. 
I want to really drill down for our listeners in um, what Matt Nichol does to harvest that into company culture, because the, the culture there at Nichol & Co is phenomenal and one that should be um, admired throughout the industry. I really appreciate you saying that, Andy. Um, I remember seeing you in 2014 as the uh, manager of the year. So um, throwing it back to you, I really do appreciate what you do as well. Um, listen, that, that was a heartwarming moment for me, and that's why I had to put it on social media, because you you work hard yourself you realize obviously being named above the door that you are going to give 110 percent all the time and when you've got team members that want to do it for you um that that post was really about just the fact that they were still talking about work but they were kind of like out of work it was it was really quite heartwarming for me to be able to look over and see them um just kind of chatting about work and, in, and enjoying the moment really um i'm not sure quite how we um how we keep it going like that i think hopefully I'm leading from the front, but um, we've got a lot of great staff that um, that do really appear to be quite engaged in the business. Um, and hopefully, because of the success we're having locally, it spurs them on to keep doing it as well. It's not a um, it's not just a flash in the pan. It it becomes kind of natural habit as opposed to pushing for it or really kind of working hard to keep keep mentioning it and keep talking about it. Sure, I mentioned I'd followed your journey from 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 its inception. One of the things that uh, interests me is I, I believe you actually have an onboarding scheme with your new staff members, and that takes them through their training and development uh, right the way through their career with with Nickel and Co. Yeah, um, this is this is the big bit for me now because um, growing the business to where we've got to, um, it became too large for me as an MD to to really be in all places at all times. So. Um, I bought in an ops director, Neil Randall, who's worked for me for a number of years. Um, actually used to work with me at the Independent before I'd left to set up on my own. So we kind of really know each other quite well, known him since I was 14, I'm 34 now. So um, by bringing in an ops director, it's meant that we can start looking at those aspects in the business that typically we just, I guess like many, put staff in, show them the ropes a little bit, show them how the phone works and almost kind of chuck them in and let them go. But um, we now have a process where a new member of the staff will spend a day with me at least for onboarding um, and we've actually got um, another process which I guess Stephen wants to talk about later on that, um, that ensures that we kind of nurture the opportunity as we've set up a Nickel & Co Academy um, and that's great for me because I'm not doing all the bits and pieces anymore, I'm not doing all the viewings, all the valuations, um, I'm not seeing clients first when they walk in so I just want to make sure the staff have a good understanding of how we approach those appointments and how how we greet clients um, and why we greet clients as well. You know, it's something that they understand, but if they kind of really know what it seems like for a client on the other side um, of the desk, then um, then that's quite important. But the onboarding process is a day kind of talking about how the company was set up. It's some of the kind of the, the important bits as in the software that you, we're using and the telephone systems that we're using. But really it's just kind of, we talk about the nickel and co way and that's, that's the message we're really trying to get across. Okay, lovely. Luke, I know you've got a couple of questions. Yeah, I just wanted to um, piggyback off um, that that development process that you're doing with with your colleagues. Um, how what are you doing to develop yourself as a, as a leader and, and manager um, to constantly evolve? Because I'm having again followed you like Andy. You seem to invest heavily in 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 uh, the personal development side. So what are you doing yourself in order to keep uh, staying ahead of the curve? Well, for me, I think. Um... It's like any athlete, they need a coach. So um, I'm trying to do what I can in terms of self-learning. But a lot of the things that I'm doing is, is kind of podcasts, um, not just in our industry. Simon Sinek's a, a great person that I do follow closely. Um, and, I, and I do find that I take a lot from those, those things. Um, I was a member of the Property Academy for a good couple of years. And um, I've been looking into possibly 
rejoining. Um, I think the friendship groups that we built up in the state agency and um, Facebook groups that have got a state agent specialist involved. Um, I just I, I take a lot from those things as well. So I guess I'm always learning. I always want to be learning. I don't think I know it yet. Um, a lot of the techniques and strategies that I kind of use with my staff are probably ones that we've tested and worked in the past, but we're not um, shutting up shop to realise that we think or have that we think that we know how to do everything ourselves. Um, we do take good ideas from our competitors and also with our, you know, colleagues in the industry like yourselves. Hello. Fantastic. And um, we've we've talked about this before in in our podcast because the whole learning and development doesn't need to cost cost a fortune. If anything, it can be free of charge, providing you've got a computer or access to the internet. Um, then you you mentioned and just to piggyback off the podcasts what what are the podcasts that you listen to on a daily or weekly basis um i've just started listening to a few um i can't remember the name of it but the the ones with um troy malcolm and um i forget the name of the chat he's josh vegan as well um take a lot from um, from there their interviews really it's, it's it's almost just like a coffee coffee shop chat between them but you just kind of you're picking up on bits and pieces they're up to um there's other things as well when you look at um, watching telly you can watch things like um million dollar listing and things like that and and you do find from different parts of the world there's just different structures and strategies to how how business gets approached um i really love luke that you're doing a lot of um open homes at the moment and um yeah. and that comes across as, as something that's not really a, a adopted by most agents in England, but um, but seems to be having great success. So um, there's lots of things like that as well. Um, yeah. No, I've, I, I do find it. Uh, I think uh, agents or any walk of business, you can you can learn from other businesses. So whether or not it's from, for example, when you go to pick up a new car or go to collect your car from a car dealers and the and the service that you get and, and what a big deal they make of that. To could you apply that to when a tenant comes in to pick up their keys or a homeowner comes in to pick up their keys after the end of that that journey to make such a big deal. Uh, about it i recently posted a video in in some of the groups and it was about the thompson's um or thomas cook video uh, about customer delivery and customer expectations and uh, and i'd certainly recommend youtubing it um just google uh, the thomas cook customer um journey video and um it's it's a good video to what is a transaction that we deal with every day with a customer that excited customer that's coming in to pick up the keys for their first home or for where they're going to be taking their family to next. Um, you could make such a, such a big deal about it to uh, enhance that experience for them as well. Yeah, um, There's a really simple exercise actually that I do with my staff and it's something that I, I picked up from someone else. It wasn't my idea, but um, I start off with three circles. So a larger circle with then two circles inside it, um, gradually getting smaller. The, um, the outside circle, um, and we firstly did it with a hotel, but the outside circle, you essentially write down everything that you, you get, your kind of your basic needs that get met when you go to a, um, a hotel. And, um, and as, a, as a group or as a, as a team or office, whatever you might decide, um, you can list out loads and loads of things that you're kind of you're expecting when you go to, um, to a hotel. So that'd be a bed, you know, running water, lighting, bits and pieces. Um, and then your kind of your expectations, which are slightly above that in terms of what you what you should be getting um, or what you might get from a certain standard um, and then going for the wow moment. So there are plenty of examples and probably a few that are in that Thomas Cook journey that um, they just exceed your expectations. So a hot drink when you're leaving on the day after, no bits and pieces. 
Um, and if you do that exercise and you bring it back to a state agency, a lot of the things that we do, we try to make sure in that centre circle that we're, um, we're really looking at the exceptional moments, the wow moments that clients remember us for. Um, for us, we kind of add in a lot of services, uh, Matterport tours. Um, it's not the norm here locally. We have um, a great relationship with um, former conveyancing solicitor doing our ready to sell pack. Um, and, and I don't think this is touched locally, but um, there is a, a conveyances list that essentially goes out with every new instruction we receive. Um, we help our clients go through their property information form, fiction fittings form, title plans. We walk boundaries. We make sure they've got all their paperwork for the fences, certificates, gas boilers, all those bits and pieces. And this is free to our clients, the instructors. So if you instruct Nickel and Kerr State Agents and you sign the contract, um, you'll have a visit. It's like an hour and a half consultancy with a solicitor who would probably, if he was still a conveyancing solicitor, be charging you know, 100, 200 pounds an hour. Um, but we do it because we want to take the sting out of that process. Our main aim also is to reduce the time it takes for a, a, a um, solicitor, sorry, phone's ringing, um, that takes a solicitor to open a case, to open a file. So essentially, if we get a ready to sell pack ready at the point of um, um, someone coming on the market with us, we can get it over to their solicitors um, on the day that sales agreed and they've got the pack already open. They've essentially got everything they need to send out a contract. Um, we've also caught a few clangers, um, safe to say. So if people have um, have not done garage conversions with building regs, we've been able to raise that with them then. Not to scare them, but to ensure that we're obviously getting retrospective planning and bits and pieces in place um, so that when we do agree a sale on the property, we aren't having to then chase our tail, lose a buyer who gets nervous or anything like that. So there's a few bits and pieces that we can chuck in the mix. Well, Matt, Fantastic. that is absolute gold. So thank you for sharing that. It really is. <clears throat> Um, the other thing that I wanted to say about, especially well, the three of you um, gentlemen on this podcast, what I love about the three of you is you take action and implement it, um, which is great because there's a lot of agents that do a lot of talking, but the three of you just get it done. Um, why do you think it's so important, actually, Andy, if I start with you, why do you think it's so important to um, take action and implement all these great ideas that you're picking up from the podcast, the different Facebook groups, um, the Property Academy, um, and wherever else you're doing the training? Yeah, so look, I mean, I think Matt touched on it. And just to piggyback on, on what he was saying there, um, the hotel idea came from somebody else. I like to approach every day with, with my eyes wide open. I like to look in the periphery vision. There are great agents that you can take inspiration from on a daily basis, um, You know, two of which are, are on this podcast now. And obviously yourself as a trainer, you've, you've helped to mentor me on my path on, on several occasions. So I think it's, it's important to realize that this industry, you know, in the 25 years that, that I've served it now, um, in, in the last five years, I think it's probably progressed at a faster pace than at any other time um, during my career. And I think that it's important to evolve with it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that we get distracted with the next big shiny thing every time, but there are a number of things that we can do to develop and learn and essentially enhance the customer journey. And at a time when fees are coming under pressure, on, on, a, on a consistent basis, I think that that differentiation is key. And I loved the uh, the idea with the ex-conveyancer there that Matt's just brought to the party. They're the little nuggets that if you're keeping your eyes and your ears open on a daily basis, you can pick up from peers, um, industry peers that, that you regard highly. Um, phenomenal idea, Matt. I think that's great. Yeah, thank you. It's, um, it, it has been great for us. And 
the, the staff kind of feel like they've got a conveyancer on tap as well. So they, um, they're they taking full advantage of whenever they need any advice or anything like that. Although they're obviously not a practicing conveyancer anymore. They, they've got all the experience and knowledge to be able to assist us. And, and it has, it's probably saved a few sales. I guess the way that we see it is um, this year's buyer is going to be a seller with us in kind of two, three, four, five years time. So we've got to ensure that the buyer realizes what lengths we've gone to to make their process as smooth as possible. Um, in-house sales progression, um, moving hampers, um, meeting them with the key if we have to, to let them move in and if it makes it easier for them. You've got to make sure they have that kind of that feeling that we went to every length, even though the buyer's not paying us now, in the future, um, we, we obviously, we realise there's more marketing campaigns from Purple Bricks and the likes of those. Um, we want buyers to remember us so that when it comes to selling it, they don't think of anyone else. Okay, Luke, action and implementing. Yeah, um, I I think if you can, sometimes you can take away lots of information, but I think you need to narrow it down to what are the key things that you can implement uh, straight away and put it into a plan um, and not go away and think that you could suddenly implement 10, 20 different, different ideas is to look at imp- getting one idea, implementing that well, uh, or at least uh, a single thing or even if it's just a couple of things and then seeing how those go and then look at the look at the other uh, ideas that you can implement because again it hasn't got to just apply to agency you can take it from from all walks of business for ideas that, that you have um, and then bring it back into into your own business but it hasn't got to be just for the business owners um, anyone that's working within the business they can add value to to their employer um, and take take their career to to the next level if they're constantly learning. Lovely. And Luke, um, I know you wanted to speak to about uh, Matt and his fantastic community. And I know Matt, you talk about you're rooted in your community. You're proven experts in all things property, and above all else, memorable for the right reasons. So, Luke, um, what's your question on community? Yeah, so let's just let's piggyback off the community um, aspect because um, I see a lot of a lot of your posts and your involvement within the community. So, I think one of the ones is that you've done the foam uh, rugby balls recently um, to give out at one of the Worcester Warriors games. And uh, you did the was it the Three Peaks or Twin Peaks? Three Peaks, um, yeah. Three Peaks challenge. Um, so um, how's how's that benefiting the business? Um, listen, I, I'm I just I'm very very passionate about the area that I work in um, and the area that I'm bringing up a family. So Droitwich Spa and Worcestershire mean a lot to me anyway. So um, it, it hasn't really come across from a business point of view. I think I've been fortunate having a company that's got a profile. I can raise awareness using the company and using the social media channels to, to assist. Um, the the Warriors ball giveaway, uh, we did it a year or two ago. Um, last time Warriors played Exeter at home, we had uh, something like 3,000 balls going to the crowd. Uh, this year we are sponsoring the fireworks. So we know what our core market is. We are mums and families you know, and, and dads coming to those events. Um, and we just thought in sponsoring the fireworks, rather than us just having our, um, our name be up in lights, let's give something back. So... Um, a bit of reciprocity, sending a, a little foam nickel and co purple rugby ball into the crowd. We've got 1,500 to go into the crowd um, on Saturday night. And then we've got another 3,500 coming over next year to go out to the next uh, Warriors game. Um, I'm passionate about my area. I'm, I'm chair of a, a group of business leaders, which is called Droitwich Means Business. Um, I co-chair that with another um, Droitwich business owner. 
um, and our point in that is really just to do what we can for for the town. Um, sure, financially there'll be future benefits if more people are looking to move to the area, but really it's just because it's um, it's where I live, it's where my kids are growing up, and I don't want to see the town, you know, um, go to a quiet, sleepy place. There's a lot going on here. Um, and Andy, I mean, I don't know if it's been spoken about in any of the other podcasts, but what Andy's doing with um, the charitable events as well, locally to him, um, it's it's great. It kind of it almost spurs me on to do more because I'm seeing other agents do it, and I think that's the great thing about this that it's not trying to keep up with the Joneses or anything like that. But you do you you see that other agents are doing it, and I think we are probably one of the most charitable um, jobs out there. You know, companies that that give back, and and that's great because we used to have a reputation where. Um, where people didn't trust estate agents, but now we seem to be more involved than most other industries um, in our local area. The Three Peaks Challenge was big for me. Um, Midlands Air Ambulance, we'd supported those for the last three years. I did the Bear Grylls Challenge last year, which is a 24-hour Bear Grylls Challenge. This year it was um, the Three Peaks Challenge, so um, Ben Nevis, Scarfell and um, and Snowden, and it was a real challenge. Um, it was <laughs> really, really seriously hard at work. Um, but I guess the great thing is for me that the staff are starting to get involved as well. So you can't be the one person banging the drum. You want your team to want to do it. And and I'm starting to see that from my guys. We're doing a Halloween competition at the moment, uh, which is a colouring competition, which has gone out to all the schools locally. In the summer, we did um, supporting the sports days. We took a thousand nickel and co um, water bottles um, and a load of fresh fruit to each of the sports days. Um, and that went down really, really well. And again, you could spend 1500 quid on sticking a banner up at a Warriors game, but but actually those kids, they still use those water bottles now. Um, and they, they they love a bit of stash. That's that's the way it works. A freebie like that goes down really well. So I'm, I'm assuming the rugby balls will be really popular. Yeah, no, fantastic. Matt, you have an absolutely phenomenal business. Um, I share your views um, passionately about the communities that we, we both serve. Um, you have a great team ethos. Um, I think anybody that's looking to start out in agency or certainly looking for a career down there in the Worcester area needs to make you their number one port of call. I couldn't think of a better um, mentor and, and teacher at the moment uh, in the industry. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's absolutely phenomenal. Thanks, Andy. Okay, so guys, that almost wraps up episode eight. Thanks, Mac Nickel, for your time. Um, next episode nine, um, we're going to be reviewing uh, what we've heard, our sharings, our learnings from the first eight episodes, and, and there's been many. So um, please tune in for that. And if you like what you're hearing, uh, we'd always appreciate you know the, the best gift you can give us with this podcast. It's a, a daunting experience, but a share, a like, or a rating on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, we'd really appreciate it. So from myself and from Stephen. Thank you, Matt. Phenomenal. And- um, so so much gold in there um, and no wonder you were doing so well um, it's a pleasure watching your journey and how well you're doing thanks Stephen absolutely thanks, yeah thanks for all your help as well over the years I've um, I've also had Stephen as a bit of a mentor for me and they've assist, in, assisted in my business and um, the team are looking forward to, to meeting you in January when they come across and do the, uh, the Troy Malcolm uh, training as well so um, I think that's a big thing for me if I can get the team to be wanting to do it and learning straight from you guys um, as opposed to me trying to feed it down that will also assist with their future so thank you for your time everyone no thank you and thank Thank you you. Luke 
Yeah, no, thank you. I'll just finish up by piggybacking off uh, that where um, if anyone's got any questions that they want to pose to uh, either of us uh, or any suggestions for future guests to have on the podcast, um, then the ways to contact myself, Andy or Stephen uh, will be in the notes section of SoundCloud or iTunes. And we'd love to hear from you. And like Andy said, we'd love um, to have a review um if it's great put the review on if it's bad leave it off bravery <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note thank you very much and have a great week Cheers, thank, you. thank you bye